the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today um, with two people that are near and dear to my heart. I actually just started working with them, but I feel like I've known them for such a long time. And we have today with us uh, Mayor Roy Wild, uh, who is a fifth generation salvationist. And he and his wife, uh, Major um, Paula Wild, they have both been in full time ministry with the Salvation Army, Army for the last 21 years. Wow. And they've been serving as county coordinators for the for Silicon Valley, as well as pastoring the Salvation Army Church in Santa Clara for the last four years. They've spent time in Colorado Springs, Hawaii, Modesto, San Francisco, and even SoCal. And they um, they love uh, their their each other, and they love their three children, and they love serving each other. Oh, and soccer. They love soccer. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! And then we have uh, with um, Major Roy, we have a uh, Morgan. Dussault, who is uh, the Donor Relations and Development Director for the Salvation Army Silicon Valley. And she has served in this role for the past year with over 20 years experience alongside the, side the Army as an advisory board member and longtime volunteer. Um, she is um, really, uh, her focus is to advance progress and build capacity to ensure the viability of programs now and in perpetuity. And uh, also Morgan has two children, two children, two grandchildren, and she loves spending her free time with her family. And it says here in your bio that you especially enjoy outdoor adventures, right? Yes. Awesome. So, <laughs> yeah. So, oh, well, I am so grateful to have you both on the show. Um, we're going to spend some time talking about the amazing things that Salvation Army Silicon Valley is doing. Um, and um, I, 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 you know, there's a whole story there. I'm going uh, to, you know, go back. I know I shared it with you when we met about how I came in contact with the Salvation Army in a very mighty and powerful way early in my life. Um, but I want to start off first with talking to each of you. And we'll start with you. Um, Major Roy, about, you know, how, how did you come? I know you're a fifth generation salvationist, but some people don't follow the beaten path. See, so uh, tell us why, you know, why did you stick with it? And why did you continue to, to carry that on through into, into your life? So, uh, yes, I grew up in the Salvation Army. Uh, For those uh, that don't know, Salvation Army is a church. It's a denomination. So I'm an ordained minister in the Salvation Army along with my wife. And so for me, growing up, um, ever since I was a baby, I always went to the Salvation Army, and that was the church that I attended. And uh, and um, so my wife and I, we actually did a short-term mission trip with the Salvation Army, um, and that's when I received my calling into full-time ministry, uh, what the Lord called me into uh, to ministry. So obviously, for my wife and I, uh, it just made sense to do that in the Salvation Army. And so out of those five generations of um, of salvationist church members 
Myself and my older brother are the only two to actually go into full-time ministry. So all of our family members, going all the way back to great, great, great grandparents, uh, were members or Salvationist Church members. Um, but uh, myself and my brother, the first two to be actually full-time ministers uh, in the Salvation Army. And so that's why God's got me where I'm at today. Awesome. Very good. And do you, you know, growing up um, as a Salvationist, some of the things that I've learned about you all, I guess I knew them um, just sort of intuitively from watching my best friend, Rachel, as she was embraced and and raised up in, you know, a Salvation Army setting in her early days. I knew that Salvation Army was a place where you could go and you could, um, you know, get uh, low cost clothes at the thrift store. And I knew that they were were, you know, giving my friend like food and she was going and there were parties and there was a lot of like community outreach. Um, Like, did you did you discern that when you were a child growing up in that environment, that this was a a place that was caring for the community? Or, you know, did you just think this is this is just the way our family is? Uh, It it really when I was a kid, it was just more I just thought this is just what we do. This is just what uh, church is about. This is uh, it was just a normal thing to be able to, uh, you know, reach out to the community. And then, um, you know, a lot of the youth that I would be involved with, um, you know, fortunately for us, for me, you know, I had my parents with me and, you know, two parent home and we all went as a family to uh, to the to the Salvation Army. But, um, you know, I thought it was strange as I got older when I would visit with my friends to other churches that they didn't do Sunday school pickups and they weren't driving into, uh, you know, the, the bad areas, if you will, to get kids and bring them into uh, to be a part of the service. Uh, that was, that was a weird thing for me um, where my friends thought it was weird that we were doing that as a, as a church. And so, um, yeah. so for me, it was just a normal everyday. This is just kind of what life is. Didn't really think yeah. much about it. Had you ever considered doing another career pursuing another career? Actually, yeah. So uh, prior to being called into full-time ministry, I was on the track to be a teacher. I wanted to be a history teacher. And so, and my wife was on track to be an architect. And so that's what were kind of our two tracks that we were going. And um, like I said, after that mission trip, I just felt God calling me into ministry and told my wife and she was like, "Mm, okay, I'll get back to you on that. And (laughs) And you were already married then? Yeah, we were uh, Okay. Okay. So um, anyways, long story short, God spoke to her heart just like mine, because really it's it's a call, it's an individual calling, but we're called as a couple into this ministry. So my wife's calling to personal, her personal calling into full-time ministry is a, was personal for her, but then also as a couple, God's called us uh, into this full-time ministry. Wow. And what do your kids think about this? Three children. What are the age ranges? So my oldest boy who lives down in L.A. is 24. So he'll be turning 25 uh, this next year. And then my daughter, who is at home with us, is 21. And she's uh, finishing off her degree in education uh, mm-hmm. at San Jose State. And then my youngest son is 19, uh, living at home with us and uh, still trying to, like most teenagers, figure out what life's all about. Mm-hmm. And do they, are they kind of like, you know, your typical PKs, like, you know, like, Love the Lord, but ugh, do we have to go to church again? No. Yeah, basically that's how it is. Yeah, that's okay. exactly my three kids to a T. Exactly. Exactly. Why okay. is it probably charming? Why do we have to go? But anyway, yeah. yeah. So, but the great thing is, 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 you know, it's just been a blessing to see how the Lord's uh, is is in control of their life, and they're they're you know they're navigating through their faith just like we all do on a daily basis. And so, uh, it's just exciting to see how God is blessing and using them. Yeah. So you know, as I mentioned to you, my my husband and I have. Uh, seven children, um, you know, blended family. Um, so uh, we don't have any children together, but we have seven, t- you know, uh, we, we claim them all uh, together. <laughs> and our oldest is 31 and she's actually pregnant with twins. Oh, wow. And then our oldest, our oldest daughter and oldest child as well. And then our oldest son is uh, he's married and he has a, um, a little daughter. And then also he's, they're going to have another baby boy oh, in January. So our family is growing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, as they it's funny because I think as they're getting older, the kids, they're like, you know, they, they understand the stabilizing and unifying power of the of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, and they're grateful uh, about you know, that, that they were introduced to him and also that they have, they know how to serve and mm-hmm. they know how to be empathetic and compassionate towards the, the needs of others. 
um, doesn't always feel that way at the crack of dawn on a Saturday or a Sunday <laughs> where you're like, we got to go feed some folks. And they're yeah, like, no, yeah. I just want to sleep, you know? So, <laughs> uh, but they, you know, I think it does, it does have a uh, lasting effect and, um, and at least that's our hope, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, so I want to, I'm going to shift. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, we're going to bring Morgan into the discussion. I want to hear about, you know, what makes her tick and how she got involved in this. And then we'll come back around and talk a little bit about how this all snaps into this beautiful vision that is taking shape in, uh, in the valley of, uh, that the Salvation Army is bringing for hurting people in, in uh, Silicon Valley and so excited about it. And so we'll come back. And we'll listen in some more. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio again with uh, Major Roy Wild, who is a uh, major in the Salvation Army Church in Santa Clara County and also a uh, leading the charge in Silicon Valley uh, for the Salvation Army, uh, taking on some really exciting projects, which we're going to be talking about in just a bit. And then we also have with us Morgan Dussault. And let me, am I saying that right, Dussault? Yeah. Am I saying I that right? Yes. Okay. I want to make sure. <laughs> and just Morgan is the Donor Relations and Development Director for the Salvation Army Silicon Valley. We're so grateful to have you guys on the show. Um, so Morgan, tell me, uh, you and I had the opportunity to, uh, we were introduced by Larry Brendage from Thrivent Financial. And he was just like, you two have got to me. Uh, and I, you know, I immediately loved you. The, you know, the minute we talked, I was like, I, now I know. I mean, anybody Larry sends my way, I'm like, yes, I love them. <laughs> so tell me about you. Tell me how you got involved with the Salvation Army, how you got involved in the work that you're doing. And, you know, what makes you tick? Yeah, so I love talking about this because it really was the Salvation Army that helped me, helped inspire my interest in philanthropy and just seeing the power of what is possible when people come together to serve a greater purpose or fill a greater need in the, in society and in the community. And my story is one that, you know, I came from a background of adversity and, you know, I wasn't a lost cause, but I was lost. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Salvation Army welcomed me with open arms. And for the first time, I felt like not only did I have potential, but I had a support, a supportive network that actually really believed in me. And that really laid this foundation for success for me moving forward. And I never forgot the generosity and the goodwill and the love that I received from the Salvation Army. And so I would continue to go back long after I left the, the arms of the Salvation Army, if you will, and the programs, uh, the program that I attended. But I would give back and volunteer of my time because I, I heard from someone early on that, you know, even if you don't have money to give, you can still support with through your time and your talents. Yeah. And I didn't know if I had really had any talents at that point, but I knew I had time. So mm -hmm. I was like, how can I help? And so I would always volunteer and just give back. And it, it just really inspired it is something within me. And I just felt called to always serve. 
And then I had the opportunity about 20 years ago to serve in a capital campaign with the Salvation Army. And I watched people come together like never before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to fill this purpose and to execute this huge vision at that time was like really groundbreaking and visionary in the small little town I lived in in Chico, California. And, you know, I saw how everyone came together to make that project possible. And I fell in love with philanthropy. So I never really thought I'd be in philanthropy as a career. I just always figured I'll just continue serving on boards and bringing other people alongside us in our efforts because we can't keep the doors open to host programs for people like me or people that are lost, not a lost cause, if we can't fund them, right? So how do we just bring people alongside us and, you know, be a part of what we're doing? And that's the one thing I love about the Salvation Army is that you don't have to be a salvationist. You don't even have to be a Christian. There is something for everyone at the Salvation Army, you know, whether it's public, private, or people from our faith community, you know, we want to just be a very inclusive organization. And Salvation Army has always felt like a warm, inclusive organization where everybody can be a part of some of the exciting work that they do. So that's kind of like my backstory and how I fell in love with the Salvation Army. And I always worked in healthcare, but I loved serving people. And then I kind of, I saw this huge need in the realm of homelessness. And I kept mm. thinking, there's got to be a better way. Like yeah. what we're doing just isn't working. There has to be a better way. So then I, I just felt called to serve in that realm and you know, and that led me down to Silicon Valley. And I heard about the amazing project that they were embarking upon. And I thought, wow, this is so exciting. And it's so visionary. And this could really, really, like, really make a huge difference, not only in this community in Silicon Valley, but for the people that they serve. And I thought, you know, that's it it just was on my heart. I just felt called to it. And by the grace of God, I'm here today serving alongside this amazing team of extraordinary um, professionals and faith leaders and the Salvation Army and throughout the community in Silicon Valley. And I just so grateful and so humbled to be a part of it and be able to meet amazing, incredible leaders like you, Vanessa, and, you know, and just countless others that are really coming alongside, you know, in this community effort to really change the way we serve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. You know, the community um, is what for me is just uh, what sustains me and especially in these difficult times, you know, because the work that we're doing is hard. It's not easy um, serving uh, the lost, but not, you know, uh, not forgotten. Right. It's not easy. Um, And uh, I love that you made that clear that, you know, you don't require people to believe a certain faith or uh, come in a certain way in order to be loved on. And there's just something that is so, um, so aligned with the heart of God to meet people, no matter their circumstances, their beliefs or or anything, you know, just to say, you know, you don't have to do anything for me, for me to want to do something for you, Um, because, um I'm going to lead with love, you know, and, and I, 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 I just so appreciate that you guys share those values and, um, and you walk them out. You don't just talk about it. You know, I, I tell my people, don't talk, don't just talk about it, be about it, you know? And, um, and so, uh, just, just, um, a few things, Morgan, before we jump into this beautiful project that you guys are doing, um, you know, you spent some time in healthcare and then you made this shift over into this philanthropic role. Um, you know, I, I have a, someone on my team who's a development manager. And, you know, as we've been kind of looking at this a little more deeply, we realize that it's really an art form. You know, it's, it, it's not something they teach you in school. Like, how do you ask people for money? You know, uh, you know, like this, maybe, maybe sales is training it prepares you, but kind of not right. Cause sales is very can be very transactional and um you know how do you how did you know how to do what you're doing is it just a gift or did you you know how how did you learn how to you know let me just say this um i've been in sales for many years and the years there were years that uh, i i was afraid to ask for the, the the purchase order i was afraid to ask for people to give 
Um, and then when I moved into the nonprofit world, I was embarrassed. Like, uh, you know, I don't want to ask somebody to give money because this is like we're doing this because we care, you know, and, and, and that's a little icky asking for money. But I've learned to get over that. Trust me, I've, I've gotten over it. Right. <laughs> what do you do, Morgan? Like, how does that how do you process that within you? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I think that you kind of like, you hit the nail on the head. It's really about relationships, you know, and the quality of relationships that we have with others and really just inspiring others. I think that the work that we do, the work that you do, the work that so many amazing nonprofits do is so inspiring. And I think that people just don't always have the time to investigate what it is that all of us nonprofits do. But I think that if you have someone with a genuine interest and you can say, I would love to have you come alongside us and just share the vision and, you know, the direction that we're headed in and see if anything aligns with with what is personally meaningful to you. Because what we know is that most people give philanthropically, whether it's because their heart, you know, as you know, God placed on their heart to do so or whether it's because it's, you know, it's a good tax planning maneuver, you know, there's a lot of different reasons why people give, but I want to share the mission and the work that we do with everyone. So they have an opportunity to come alongside us and be a part of this really exciting vision. It's just really about like connecting with people on a deeper level and just inspiring their interest. And a lot of times, you know, people will come to me and they'll say, what are your needs? How can I best support you? And then we can talk about the money aspect of it. But I feel that a lot of times when people are able to connect with your mission and you build a relationship that's built on trust and you know that you're going to be a good steward of that donor's gift and make sure that you spend that money in alignment with what is personally meaningful to that donor, then you're able to solidify this relationship that is not just like a transactional relationship, but it's meaningful and it's rooted in purpose. And the donor feels like they're part of something bigger and greater than themselves. And that's mm. really what it's about is, you know, is just honoring the people that so generously support our missions and our visions. And whether you give $10 or whether you're giving $10 million, I think every single person is a building block that allows us to do the work that we do. And they're all equally important. And I just really try to make a concerted effort to celebrate and just, you know, let our donors know, celebrate each one of our donors and let them know how greatly valued they are because without them, our work is not possible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I hear, I hear aligning with people's value systems and I hear making sure that the people feel connected and, 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 and they feel informed and they feel that they're, you know, that they're, they can trust you and, 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 and just that they believe in what you're doing, the mission of the ministry, the mission of the organization. Um, love it. So we're going to take a quick break. Um, and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about an amazing transformative project that you guys are working on and hope to bring forward in the next five years. And, um, and I want to, um, just kind of open that up and let people hear about the vision and, um, and encourage people to come alongside. So we are going to take a quick break and thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com. PitchPerfectPresentations.com. 
Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to you, Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with uh, two uh, leaders from Silicon Valley that are part of the Salvation Army. And um, we're talking to Major Roy Wilde and Morgan Dussault, who are just... Um, telling us all about their personal lives and why they gotten uh, connected to this work. And so I'd like to just dive right into this new um, uh, initiative vision, if you will, that you you all are um, are getting after here and and share a little bit about what it is and how you're progressing through the process. So I don't know if that's Major Roy. Do you want to take us in and kind of share some of that? Okay, great. Yeah, so um, Savage Army has been serving Silicon Valley since 1884. So we've wow. been here for over 130 years. And in that 130 years, uh, we have had three locations uh, in downtown San Jose, and we're currently in our third location. Um, so, um, so just before I kind of share the vision, I just want to also let you know where our territory uh, is, I guess, for where we, other, where we have a services. So not only in downtown San Jose do we have our um, our facility that I'm going to talk about here in just a moment, <clears throat> but we also have locations in Sunnyvale, in Santa Clara, and in Gilroy, and so we serve all of uh, Santa Clara County. And so, um, so like I said, in those 130 years in San Jose, we've had uh, three facilities, and so the current facility that we're in uh, was built uh, back in the 60s, opened in 1965, and uh, so 50 plus years, and so we have outgrown. Uh, the services that we provide here in this facility. When that facility opened 55 plus years ago, uh, we weren't able, uh, we didn't uh, envision, if you will, all of the need that has been happening uh, progressively in San Jose area, specifically in those last 50 years. So our vision is that what we'd like to do is we would like to um, do a total uh, remodel, partial knockdown of this facility and uh, that's going to include uh, permit supportive housing. So we have three projects that we're working on for our facility in downtown San Jose. Is that we want to provide uh, permit supportive housing for families and for seniors in a 68 unit um, apartment complex, which would be six stories on our property. Uh, and then in addition to that, we are going to build a three story facility uh, where we will have our social services office and our senior nutrition program. Uh, currently, our senior nutrition program, we serve about 100, 130, 150 seniors uh, a day, Monday through Friday. We've been doing that prior to COVID. We're doing that now. Um, but the facility that we were in um, prior to COVID, because it's all outside uh, meals to go, uh, we could seat about 100 seniors and then we'd have some spillover space outside. And so in this new three-story facility, we're going to have a senior nutrition um, uh, facility um, where we can seat up to 200 seniors uh, in our mm-hmm. facility. Uh, we'll have expanded space for our current food pantry distribution. We currently average uh, about 250 people a day that we're serving uh, food uh, distribution. Um, prior to COVID, a busy day for us was uh, just about 130 to 150, and now we've uh, doubled that. And uh, we don't have the adequate space. Our storage is outside, and we are have outside containers, so we'll have inside storage space. And then second floor of that new third store facility would be our case management offices and our administration. And then what I'm really excited about is on the third floor of this new facility is going to be an outdoor play area with outdoor rec field on the top uh, on the, that top third level on the rooftop uh, for our children's yes. programs. Uh, and then additionally, we'll be renovating our existing programs for our core community center. Uh, that's the second component. So we have the permanent supportive housing. We have our core community center um, remodel and then our manual house program, which is a men's shelter, which we currently uh, house uh, up to 76 men. 20 of those men are overnight immediate shelter um, and they come in, they can have uh, get a meal, they have dinner, um, they can get a shower, uh, spend the night, have breakfast, and then they leave. That's for 20 men. And then 56 beds, uh, 56 men stay in the program for two years. It's a transitional program. And so what we'd like to do in that facility, again, Savage Army built that facility in uh, about a year after the facility I'm in now. It's about 1966. Uh, We want to actually expand that program to include women into that program. So uh, we are not going to be increasing the beds, but we're going to be remodeling and renovating so we can have women in the program. So we'd have 20 beds for single women, overnight, immediate shelter. 
And then we'd have 16 beds for women in a two-year transitional program. And so our, our master plan that uh, we're working on is, is the apartments uh, for families and for seniors, uh, total renovation of a three-story facility to expand our services to provide wraparound services for the families and seniors living on site, and then expanding our current men's program to include uh, women. And that's our three-component uh, vision that we have for our complex here in downtown wow. San Jose. It's beautiful. And also beautiful. A lot. So I was trying to talk real fast to get it all in. No, it's great. And and I got a chance to tour your current facility and kind of see how you're visioning kind of re- remodeling and revamping the uh, the buildings and using an open lot that you have next door mm-hmm. and so on. And so you have the space. You're just now just sort of raising funds and bringing together partners and things of that nature in order mm-hmm. to make this into a reality. And so you're on your your plan is to have this done um, by 2024, was that right? Yeah. So our hope is is that with, within uh, uh, within five years, uh, that's the plan. That's our, our goal. So we are um, we're looking for um, public funds for the permanent support of housing, and then we're going to be doing fundraising through our capital campaign for our core community center and a manor house expansion. Wow. And so, uh, Morgan, you're very much a part of this, I'm sure, you know, with all the fundraising that's going on. Are you just so excited about this project and um, the outcomes, right? You know, I mean, I'm sure that for me, when I when I go and ask people for for money, I, I, I don't really care about the money. I, I'm thinking about the outcome, the lives yes. that will be impacted mm-hmm. by this, right? Yes. So that's the exciting part. And, you know, I feel like I have the greatest job in the world because I get to, you know, connect with people in the community and share this exciting vision and bring them alongside us as partners. And, you know, and just thinking of like all the people that we're going to be able to, you know, whose lives we're going to be able to change forever. And, you know, it's just very exciting. And, the other aspect of it is bringing forth, you know, partners. And that was one of the conversations, you know, that we've been able to have is, you know, how can we be better together? Because, you know, as a Salvation Army, we can't be everything to all people, you know. So why don't we focus on what we're really good at and then bring others alongside us so that we can have this like completely holistic experience for the people that we serve and bring other people alongside us that are just really great at what they do. Like you're really great at what you do. And, you know, it's just so exciting to be able to have these conversations and like think about, you know, just the future and the vision of how we serve people. It's very exciting. Yeah. I look forward to uh, bringing forth some kind of, you know, insight around human trafficking for women that may come mm-hmm. or men that may come Definitely. that have been impacted. And certainly for the IT classes that we talked about, just so that there's a baseline of digital literacy throughout your, you know, your community there. Um, even with the seniors, I'd love to get them exposure because as um, people are, um, as time is going on, you know, you need uh, anything you need, you have to know how to get onto a computer and request mm-hmm. it. And so um, anyway, so there's lots that we can do together. Super excited about that. So when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the dynamic, any, you know, the changes that you're seeing with COVID in this, in this, uh, you know, in this, in the Silicon Valley area. And um, things that um, maybe the community can help support you with. So um, why don't we take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll dive into that. Thanks so much for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash, consolidation, and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. 
Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are just talking about um, the projects and the people that are coming in to support um, vulnerable people in Silicon Valley uh, as part of the Salvation Army and and uh, uh, Salvation Army's mission. And we were, you know, talking in the last uh, segment about this beautiful project that is, you know, on track for um, 2025, 2024, somewhere in there. And, um, and uh, that'll house, increase housing, increase activities and services to the community, um, increase food being allocated to uh, vulnerable people in the community. And uh, I wanted to just share with you a personal story. And I want to give my, one of my besties a shout out, Rachel. Um, Rachel and I have known, so we served together uh, at New Hope Christian Fellowship in Hayward. Uh, we've been together, um, you know, in church since I got saved, she actually invited me uh, to a uh, faith fellowship in San Leandro almost 20 years ago. And she had been, uh, and that's where I gave my life to the Lord. But the funny part is, is that she had been knocking on my door, uh, asking me, inviting me to come to the Salvation Army for services since we were five years old. So you can, you could kind of tell you're dealing with a stubborn person here because I didn't go until she was, until I was 29. So she kept knocking for 24 years and I was like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to go with you. But she kept, well, they're having this party and then, and, and we're going to go and we're going to eat and we're this and we're that. And I needed all those things, but I was just like, nah, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And, um, and you know, she just kept knocking and one day she was able to, uh, uh, have me come. And of course, you know, I was kind of running. And as soon as I came, I was like, Oh, he got me, <laughs> man, woman down, woman down. woman down. <laughs> and boy, did I need the Lord. Um, but I, um, I think about those days because we grew up, both grew up in high poverty, single parent families, um, child abuse, sexual abuse, all kinds of stuff going on in our households. And I always wondered, like, you know, why she was so happy and why she was what she was holding on to that was giving her joy. And, you know, and I was kind of angry. And um, and, you know, I just think about despite her circumstances, she always had a joy about her. And um, and now I know, you know, that there was these these touches that she was having with with people in the Salvation Army that were telling her, you know, that she's precious, that we're telling her that she's valuable and she's, she's worth something. Mm -hmm. And they were feeding her and they were coming alongside her and helping her to know that she, um, you know, that there was a plan for her life. And, and I just thank, you know, I want to thank, I know you guys probably don't know Rachel, but I just want to thank you for being that, that, that modern day version of that, that group (laughs) that would come alongside vulnerable children, like, like my best friend, Rachel, that eventually led me to such a peace and a, such a joy. And now I'm walking in um, and I'm able to be a light to other people. And so I'm grateful to you guys. And I want to. Amen. I wanna, That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to share my little personal testimony. <laughs> well, shout out for you, Rachel. Um, but <laughs> I, I wanted to, um, you know, kind of tie that into it's so important that we be that that very present help in time of trouble during this time of COVID. And, you know, you, you, you we see we've seen an increase in unemployment and home, home, you know, homelessness and food insecurity. Have you seen that uh, where you're at as well? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we have definitely seen an uptick in our services, especially when it comes to the food disparity and people coming to needing help or our food pantry. Um, and it's typically not the families and individuals we would see prior to COVID. Uh, a lot of these, um, a lot of the uptick has been for people who are, have had jobs and were, especially, you know, during the, the first kind of closed down and they were kind of um, furloughed, if you will, or laid off. Um, you know, they had, uh, they had nowhere to, to really get food. Their paychecks had stopped, you know, before all the stimulus came and all of that. So 
we uh, definitely have seen an uptick in that. And we continue to see an uptick in uh, people who actually are employed, uh, you know, to to parent households, uh, to income households. um, But they just need that extra little bit of help to kind of make ends meet. Um, And that's where we've really seen an increase in our uh, in our at least from our food pantry side. And then in addition to, you know, um, rental assistance and helping with just those basic needs, um, that's a big concern for a lot of nonprofits. And, you know, uh, moving forward, once this moratorium is lifted on the rent um, and people will have to start paying again. And if we go into another lockdown, how does that all uh, play out? And um, and so we've definitely seen an uptick in in those types of, uh, of assistance as well. Wow. Yeah. I mean, when I walked, did a tour, you had like cans of food laying in all corners and stuff in the kitchen yeah. is like peas and big old cans of stuff and boxes of things, you know, you're yeah. shoving all the, everything you can, every nook and cranny you can use to get food in there, to get it over to the people is, 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 uh, yeah. is being utilized. So well, that and that's, funny. and that's really what we're about. I mean, I don't know if you remember this, Vanessa, but I kind of was, uh, gave you a, a little bit of a, a history about the Savage Army and what our S's stand for on our yeah, uniform. Do you remember what that. they stand, do you remember what they stand for? Uh, let's the- see, S- service, uh, oh. salvation, and uh, service, salvation, and I always forget. Well, you're you're close. You're 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 going down the right track. So, what our S's stand for in our uniforms? It's not Southwest Airlines, which actually helps out a lot sometimes for me at the airport. But <laughs> it actually stands for that we are saved by the Safe. blood of Christ to serve. That's what our to S's serve. stand. For. Okay, see, service and salvation. You had it in there. Yeah. I had <laughs> so, I kept thinking there was another S, but it's just two. Okay. Well, there's, there, there are those three S's too. It's the soup, soap, and salvation. There, that's, that's the one. Okay. Is. Yeah. So okay. that kind of to your to your point of you know meeting those needs, you know it, it's really really meeting that basic need of that person. You know the soup and that soap part, kind of uh, have that relationship with them, cleaning them up, helping them to kind of get on their feet. And once we kind of break through those two barriers, then we're able to really provide the gospel message in that salvation part. And so it really kind of going back to what Morgan was talking about from fundraising, um, you know, for what our DNA is, it's really, it's a missional, our mission is, is really to build relationships that we want to um, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then we serve without discrimination. So, you know, regardless of, you know, if people believe or don't believe, we, we put it out there, but we're still going to meet people's needs, whatever it is no matter what, that's what we want to do is meet people's needs and then also present the gospel. At the same time. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, I, um, I have really um, just, again, just met you recently, but just feel like very connected to your mission and um, the work you're doing and the people that you're serving. And I'm grateful that you, you all are, um, um, you know, just so committed to this work. And so if people want to come alongside you and support what you're doing, how do they do that? Morgan, go ahead. Yeah, that's a great question. So it's really easy to connect with us at the Salvation Army. You just visit us at siliconvalley.salvationarmy.org. And if there's a bunch of different ways to connect with us. You can connect with us through that website and you'll, and you'll end up getting to me. So all of those get forwarded to me personally. And I love to connect with people and just bring them on board into the fold of what we're doing. You can also connect with us in social media. We're on Twitter. If you type in Silicon Valley and Salvation Army, you'll be able to pull up um, our accounts on any of those platforms. And there's a lot of different ways for people to connect with us and engage with us. And again, it's not always about, you know, your financial contribution. Sometimes it's, you know, time, talent or treasure and or treasure. So, you know, we just want to, you know, make sure that people know that this is an army of hope and um, there's something for everyone here. And if you're interested in any of the work that we're doing, then please, please reach out. We'd love to share more with you. Awesome. There you have it. So um, definitely um, ways to connect there. And um, and if you are in need um, of any of the of, of food or any services, they can come down right to mm-hmm. your facility there. What is, what's the address again? It's three five nine North Fourth yes. Street in San Jose. OK, so they you, they have a little sheets that you could get with all the mm-hmm. details about yep. when their their meal times are and yep. um you know the really nice people to meet you there and they also are uh, multilingual so they're speaking in Spanish and in English just Spanish and English for now right correct yeah. yes 
Okay, so come on down. Uh, habla espanol también, okay? So just come on down. So, all right. Well, we're going to take a quick bre uh, break. Um, I'm going to come back and tell you about other ways you can connect with Love Never Fails and different things we have going on in the community. And uh, thank you so much for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com. PitchPerfectPresentations.com Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Thanks so much for listening in. Um, we have just had a great time talking about the um, just wonderful work that the Salvation Army is doing in Silicon Valley. Thank you for being with us here on the show, Major Roy. Thank you. And, yeah, and uh, please uh, I definitely uh, want to send our regards to your wife, uh, Major Paula Wild. Yes, and yes. And your children, and I hope you guys have a very happy Thanksgiving. Um, Thank you, you too. Yeah, I know Morgan had to drop off, but um, we're sending her our love as well. And um, and then we just want to invite you all who are listening. There's a couple ways that you can engage with Love Never Fails going forward. Uh, we have just kicked off uh, something that's called the Church Coalition. And we are inviting churches to come alongside and join our coalition and pledge uh, to uh, be a part of it. And so, so far, we've had about 10 churches come alongside us um, that are saying that they're going to commit to educating their congregants uh, about human trafficking, to educating their youth and their and their um, parents about it, uh, to praying corporately um, about this issue. Uh, to um, participating in virtual outreach and when we can go back out, physical outreach with us. And, and lastly, to be uh, someone who gives to our mission on a monthly basis. And so if you are interested in doing any and all of those things, we would urge you to uh, become a, a church coalition member. And uh, you can do that by going to our, uh, our page at loveneverfailsus.com and uh, uh, navigating to the Church Coalition section and pledging there. You can also email Tara, T-A-R-A, at loveneverfailsus.com, and she can um, uh, tell you more about what we're doing. But we absolutely um, really need your support in order to uh, do the work that we're doing. We're also in the process of running two um, campaigns. One is for our youth house and the other is for our homeless men's house called the Launch House um, in uh, both in Alameda County. And those um, are places where pe children who have been trafficked from 13 to 17 can come and um, be restored and healed. And um, where men or men with their wives um, or uh, teenage boys with their mothers, uh, anytime when being a man is sort of an inhibitor. Uh, being male as an inhibitor to getting housing, uh, that's going to be some uh, a, a candidate for our launch house. And so we want to encourage you, if that's that's you today, um, please, or if you're a transitional age young man uh, and you're in need of housing, please uh, reach out to us. And you can do that by emailing uh, me at Vanessa at loveneverfailsus.com and I'll send you over to um, our service management team, Ilani, um, and uh, we will get you get you going. 
also want to encourage you, um, this is a, a great time to take a look at our community store. Um, our survivors work in the store, and so it's online, and you can look at all kinds of cool things, some of them brand new, at store.loveneverfailsus.com. And so you can support our mission that way. Um, we also are still taking uh, signups for free IT classes through um, throughout this pandemic until we're, we are back in order. We're, we're offering our classes for free, self-study. And they are, uh, you can sign up today at loveneverfailsus.com forward slash IT biz. This is for cybersecurity, entrepreneurship, um, sensors, which is called Internet of Things. Um, Python, uh, scripting, the application development, you name it, you can get free IT classes and their self-study. And then we have about 20 students that are getting ready to graduate from our instructor-led Google IT class, middle of December. Super excited about that. So please be cheering them on. And then we're going to start a new cohort in January. So be thinking about, is this something I'd like to do? Maybe get into a paid IT apprenticeship, maybe establish an IT small business. Come on and sign up in January for our instructor-led class. Um, And lastly, we want to encourage you. We're going to have a coffee um, donor celebration. If you're a donor and you're listening, um, we want to invite you out on um, Giving Tuesday. It's a uh, December the 1st. Come and join us for some coffee. We will send you um, a gift certificate to get some coffee and join us on a call um, to just just to receive thanks from us. We want to thank you on Giving Tuesday for being such a huge support to us. All right. Well, that's what we have for the day. I hope that you've enjoyed uh, join our time together. And please do um, support the Salvation Army as they do this tremendous work for the community. And of course, if you haven't heard it before or you need to hear it again, we want you to know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance.